welcome to the Sacred Springs Podcast, a podcast where we explore the wisdom of earth, spirit, and the wisdom within. I'm your host, Melissa Grace. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sacred Springs Podcast. It is so good to be with you again through this time and space. Um, This week I have something really special for you planned. Specifically, we're going into Gemini, the energetics, and the energetics of late spring. Gemini is a beautiful transition energy that takes us from the spring and catapults us into full-blown summer. Uh, The Gemini season ends the day before the summer solstice in the Northern Hemisphere. So that being said, I would like to go into the spring, late spring energetics, how you can support yourself during this time and yeah, what Gemini is all about. So Gemini is really close to my heart um, because my moon is in Gemini And for those of you that don't know about moon signs, the moon basically is your emotional reflective self. I think of the moon as like the tides of the ocean, um, as well as like the changing phases of the moon. Um, So the moon's really this um, part of ourself, our reflection of our true self and how we experience our emotions. So for me, Gemini has a very emotional quality to it, which is funny because as we'll find out, Gemini is about the mind. Gemini really has to do with the intellect. Um, so yeah, um, getting into just the nitty gritty of the sign, Gemini is an air sign. It's the first air sign that we see. We first have fire and Aries, earth and Taurus and air in Gemini. Um, and air does represent like the mental, um, changeable energy. It is a mutable sign, meaning it is at the end of one season transitioning to the other. So as I said before, spring to summer, And mutable really has this changeable quality. So, of course, when we're changing seasons, it would make sense that the sign would be mutable. And Gemini is associated with the planet Mercury. And Mercury is the messenger of the gods. Mercury, um, in mythology, can travel between the, you know, heavens, earth, and the underworld. And so... I think that gives us a clue on what really the mind can be for us. The mind can help us be a tool that can take us from these different perspectives and different ways and different places and help us integrate into one whole. So from Taurus, when we were in Taurus, we were this solid earth. We were the life force condensed into earth energy. And after that, like restful slowness of the yin of Taurus, 
we are catapulted into Gemini, which is this dispersive energy and really this dispersive energy that um, leads us to perceive. So we in Gemini learn how to perceive the world around us. And with perception, we can see, oh, like this from that, like, you know, I'm not that plant. I, you know, that plant is something else. And from this, we see duality. We see the other. So Gemini really gives us the opportunity to distinguish ourself from another. It, Gemini is, of course, the symbol is the twin. And Gemini is really associated with communication. You'll see in a lot of pop culture that Gemini can be a glib sign or very talkative. And although this can be true, this isn't the whole picture. Gemini is really about perception and how we perceive the world. And um, Gemini can show us how to cultivate curiosity and how to learn. And really from, you know, I love to look at this in the cycle of astrology and really seasonally because to me they're related. So you have Aries, the pure life force energy bursting forth in spring. You have Taurus, which is that life force condensing into earth. And then you have Gemini, which comes out to perceive communicate, learn about the world. And really in this air sign, in this Gemini energy is where we learn how to relate. It's the beginning of our relation. The Gemini is associated with the third house. So Aries is associated with the first house, which is where our rising sign is. Taurus is associated with the second house and Gemini is the third house. And when we look at the third house in um, astrology, we look at, you know, our early childhood relationships, early, um, like schooling, like primary schooling. Um, And so really, I think something beautiful that comes out of this perception is relationship, because although we are one, we come from one consciousness, we all have this interconnectedness. Gemini shows us that duality. Gemini shows us that there is something else other than us. And we, in this embodiment where we are now, in order to experience um, some depths of relationship or in order to experience relationship on a conscious level, We need to understand that there is another. And so even that statement, so we all are one consciousness and there is an other, another. Um, That is a dualistic statement. And so Gemini really teaches us how to hold perception in all of its contradictoriness, contradictions, (laughs) in all of its contradictions and in all of its beauty 
And that really one of the highest functions of Gemini can be that our perceptions are not complete. And even though the intellect and the mind want to be in this state of completeness, be right, the mind really, um, for humans, has this protective mechanism in it of like rightness. Really a higher function of that is to accept that there are many different perceptions that are correct and there are so many different ways to perceive. So with Gemini, you might find this sharpness of the mind, sharpness of the intellect. And this is such a beautiful tool when we have our, as humans, this sharp intellect. Um, But knowing that there is unknowableness. See, we have this sharp intellect. We have this rationality. We can know. And knowing that there is unknowable is one of the lessons of Gemini. We can get, especially in the society, really caught in the intellectual processes and the rational processes and the intellect. And yet that isn't all there is to life. And that isn't all who we are. We are not our mind. Knowledge is limited to what can be perceived. And every different individual's perception is going to be different. Every species on this earth is going to have a different mode of perception. And so really Gemini is here to help us learn that. Help us know that so much can be known And so much is unknowable. Another really interesting parallel between Gemini is the mind and the respiratory system. So in astrology, um, in medical astrology, Gemini has to do with the upper respiratory system and the upper half of the lungs. And we now, most people know that the mind and breathing are so interconnected. This esoteric knowledge of medical astrology had this already in its deck, that the respiratory system and the mind are so interrelated. Another association in the body with Gemini is the nervous system. And as we know, the mind is very connected with the nervous system and also the respiratory system and our breath has a lot to do with how our nervous system functions. And through breathing, we can learn to let the mind and the nervous system relax. And I think that's such an interesting point. And I just wanted to share some of my own perspective on the energetics of Gemini and the um, pattern. So again, I went into Aries, I went into Taurus, and I have kind of drawn like how 
this um, continuum of energy has come from the life force to condensed and now to Gemini. And so when we're in Gemini, we're still in spring and spring has that like exponential growth feeling, right? It's this pure life force, like growing and exponential growth. And what I really think you can see in Gemini and this time, springtime, the end of springtime, is this expansion that's almost too much to handle. It's this, it can, it can lead to so much life force that we can become frazzled, disconnected in our minds. We can ditch the breathing practices and become so absorbed in our mind and what, what's going on in our nervous system that we can lose touch a bit and become disconnected. And I think that's such an interesting point to note about the mind and about life force. And, you know, spring is a really yang energy. It's a very like life force, outward moving type of energy. And I think it's so interesting to note that about the end of spring is this energy of Gemini, which can be beautiful and in its highest sense can teach us how to perceive and hold duality. But also in a more negative reflection of this energy, we can become frazzled. Our respiratory system, our nervous system can become overloaded by all of this life force. In nature, in spring and especially in the culmination at the end of spring, you see fruit starting to grow and like what a tremendous life force it takes for a fruit to begin to grow. First you have to flower, then you begin to produce the little fruits and then they need to grow. And so this spring energy really kickstarts that and gets that going. And what you see in as we transition more into summer energy is a condensing in of that energy and a more like steady version of the life force, a more like sustained. And so one of the pitfalls of this time, really what you want to look for is like, how is your mind? How is your nervous system? And how are you tending to these things? Are you spending a lot of time in front of a screen or are you getting outside and letting the sun shine and the longer days sink in? What are you doing with your habits? A lot of this echoes the same stuff I've been talking about, but in particular here, what we really need to look for is that nervous system. How are we nourishing our nervous system? How are we tempering this life force, this spring sustained forward action? How are we learning to sustain that so that we don't burn out and don't let our nervous systems and our mind become so frazzled that we can't really engage in life? What I really noticed this season was yeah, I did have this tendency to be caught in my mind and I did have a tendency to 
get a little nervous. I was traveling. Um, however, I think whether you're traveling or not, the energy remains the same, the overarching energy on earth. And, um, I also really noticed a deepening of the respiratory system and a deepening in my breathing. I really like to approach breathing personally. I do a pranayama practice in my yoga, but I also just like to stay with my breath throughout the day and the simple, you know, in for four, out for four, in for four, hold the breath for two, out for four, hold that for two. Um, and that simple cadence can be really practical and um, really soothing. Right now, I would love to take a deep breath. If you guys want to practice that with me, that would be amazing. So I'm going to guide you in the four, hold for two, exhale for four, hold for two. So inhale, one, two, three, four, hold for two, one, exhale, four, three, two, one, hold for two, one. Ah. How do you feel? I bet it's more connected. <laughs> so this was my little take on Gemini. I had fun with this. I hope that you guys got something out of this and give me some feedback. Reach out. How was this for you? What would you like to see more of? And um, how is this podcast impacting your life? I cherish each and every one of you that are listening and that have taken the time to absorb this information um, and for you, for those of you who are really wanting to be more connected uh, cyclically with the earth and with esoteric systems that help us learn about ourselves and the world around us. Alrighty guys, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Much love.